The news we've all been waiting for straight out of Washington State. Nick Rolovich has been fired, and now Washington State will look to move forward in their head coaching position and then look to move forward in their season as well. So we're breaking all that down and more on today's episode of Locked On Pac-12 Podcast. Your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Pac-12, Locked On Pac-12 Podcast. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. It is free and available on all platforms. I'm your host, Cindy Robinson social media specialist for ESPN, and former Pac-12 student athlete. Joining me today is Brian Brown from Locked on Utes. Brian, the moment we have been discussing, the back and forth, the decision has now arrived, and that is Nick Rolovich is out. Washington State is moving forward. Don't even know if they announced the interim head coach yet, now that I'm thinking about that. I'm like, we were so excited about talking about the news. And I hadn't even looked up that much about it. Um, but be- before we worry about interim and all the future stuff or whatever, the decision that finally came, how much of a blow is it that it comes after Washington State has gone 3-0 and against Pac-12 North teams or Pac-12, yes, Pac-12 North teams and r- getting on this run of actually like being a competitor in the North now have to lose their head coach. Oh, I, I think it's in extremely disheartening. I think this was a team that finally started to play well and play together. You know, it, it's a lot of it has been behind Jaden Delara, who I, I'll be honest, I was pretty critical of to start the season. And he's emerged and, and really led the offense uh, to a lot of efficient play. And the defense has been outstanding. A lot of that deserves, uh, a lot of that credit deserves to go to Jake Dickert, who will be the interim head coach. He okay, was the defensive coordinator. Okay. Yeah. And and for anybody out there wondering, Coach Dickert posted his picture of getting his vaccine all the way back. I think it was back in May or June. Uh, so that shouldn't be an issue with him. Uh, we still don't know every. I don't. Well, I know that four. I think there were four assistant coaches. We have the names. I have yeah. the names. It's Ricky Logo, John Richardson, Craig Stuzman, and Mark Weaver. And so I don't know their official titles under you know, as assistant coaches, but either way, they were pivotal to the program. They've been part of the program all season long. And it's a blow for those athletes to now have to part ways with those coaches. Um, They're not the only Pac-12 team that has had to part way with coaches at the beginning of the season or, you know, after getting excited about the season and working with them. But um, it's still a blow nonetheless. And we've seen how it's affected USC Luckily for ASU, it hasn't quite affected them as much. We've seen them, you know, still be on a roll as far as, you know, losing their their two um, position coaches that they lost. Um, So I don't really know what to say as far as, like, how it's going to affect the players because we really won't know until we see how they play this weekend. They have a big game coming up against BYU, and we'll uh, preview that game, you know, coming up soon. But, like, in the meantime, I know it's probably a shock – even with knowing that this was a possibility coming, you know, I don't think there's any way in your head to like fully prepare. You're thinking you're hoping for the best, the 
whole time. I'm sure they were hoping that either he would get the exemption or he would take the plunge and just go get vaccinated like all of them did. Um, and to see that not happen, now they have to go the rest of their season with, luckily it is someone that they've already been working with, but, you know, different mindset in a sense because that's not who was in their position as their leader. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, uh, coaches from both sides of the football, a quarterback coach, you know, a defensive line coach, and there are coaches on staff, both quality control and graduate assistants who can now step into those positions and help out, you know, so so they won't be without uh, coaches or position group coaches in that 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 room and, in, 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 you know, in the facility. But I think the, the bigger thing is just this is a massive disruption for a football team that was really starting to click. And you could see that the team was getting behind Rolo more and more. And it, look, uh, I'm not qualified to talk about rights and mandates and everything like that. Right. That's not right. my lane. Uh, but the football aspect of it is very clear. Yeah, You had one job as the the head coach to, to be there for your players and your athletes. And whatever you had to do to get it done, you didn't do it. And that yeah. cost you your job. I think it was more a question of Rolovich trying to call the school's bluff. And, mm -hmm. and when they didn't bluff, you know, I, like I, he kind of left them no choice in a lot of respects. Oh, right? 100%. 100%. That was literally, that's all it is. There was no choice because, well, it's funny because now that you said choice, a uh, former teammate of mine, my friend Greg Hornsby, actually tweeted out, each side has a choice. Each side made a choice on to the next. And I feel like that's the best way to explain it because that was the situation. Each side had a choice in the matter. Uh, the mandate came out. That was their choice. You know, that was the choice of the government of, of Washington. And that's what they decided. And then Rolovich had a choice. You either get vaccinated or you go about your business. And he tried to go around it, like you said, tried to call their bluff, but tried to go around it and get the exemption. That must have not fell through because now we're sitting here. He has no job. Uh, the team is going to be moving forward without him. And it sucks because, again, starting to see that success. I know he had to have been feeling in a good place, you know, about it. The team was probably feeling in a great place, as they should, because their performance has been great. Um, and the only thing I could say is probably the fact that, you know, they are blessed to have, you know, someone internally that's been there to step in and take over that role. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's a coaching staff that has a lot of experience, I think still, uh, you know, with, with off the field coaches, you know, Dan Ferrigno, an offensive assistant can step in there and be a position coach. You know, they have an assistant football uh, strength and conditioning coach and in, in junior salt who played at the university of Utah, who I know has, uh, you know, the qualifications to help out both on the offensive or the defensive side of the football on the line. Uh, the disappointing part about this to me, I think, uh, well, it's all disappointing, you know, because I think a lot of it was Nick Rolovich forced the hand of the university and the governor in a very politically charged environment, thinking that either he was above it or he was going to win it. And we never, ever found out what it was that he was so objective, you know, uh, objecting to, right? And I don't think we ever will at this point. No, no, no. He's going to keep that one on lock and, and, and keep that one in his back pocket and use it to do whatever it is that he does going forward. 
but it's just a bad situation all around. Yeah. That being said, like this Wazoo football team can go out on Saturday and they can still win this game, you know, and this could be a very unifying moment to prove like, hey, it wasn't all, all about him. It was all about us. And and for yeah. a program that I think's kind of led the way in terms of the whole player empowerment movement, this is a real opportunity for them to prove like how powerful the players really are. Yeah. Well, moving forward, we'll give you a game day preview of that matchup against BYU coming up this weekend. Uh, I'm excited about it because BYU has been storming through the Pac-12. And if Washington State is the one that can stop them, how great will that be? Okay. Uh, For all you college football fanatics, though, you definitely need to know about Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. Okay. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world, and they offer all the star players and the of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players that you might not have ever even heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. Okay, all of the users that deposit and use the promo code Locked On will receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. So. That's promo code lock, locked on. Make sure you use it. You can pick two to five players in an over and under on their projections, and then you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers, okay? Prize picks allows mixed sports entries, and you can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes and in the same entry. It's that cool. So use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play, Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's literally that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals, so don't hesitate. Check out PrizePix.com and use promo code LOCKEDON or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so Brian, WSU versus BYU. I know this is a moment where I can count on you to root for my Cougars, okay? Because the other Cougars you are not a fan of. And we know this from earlier in the season, uh, Utah faced BYU. It was not the greatest showing for Utah. And like I mentioned, BYU has stormed through the Pac-12. They also beat down ASU, I believe, and you, Utah. And I want to say it was just you two, right? It was just Arizona, you Utah, Arizona State. So okay, that's what I thought. Technically, BYU is state champs down there uh, south the of the Utah border. Not, okay. not a huge fan of that one at all. But, um, yeah, no, this is definitely one one game where I'm going to be pulling full steam ahead for, for – wazoo and and regardless of the coach or regardless of the rivalry situation this is one where you really do want to root for those kids they've been through a lot in the off the field stuff that's been going on and this is a program that's worked hard uh they've really come a long way you know it's crazy to see something like uh brennan jackson earn his second pac-12 defensive uh lineman of the week award 
Um, this was not a team that we expected to have a really dominant defense at all, but it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm saying that as an alum and like a fan and just someone who has seen this team struggle uh, year in and year out, there's been so many down years for us. Um, and it's nice to be on the other side. I will say the Mike Leach era was kind of a breath of fresh air because it started to see some positivity and trending upward when it came to the team. And I was in bars in California, like, there for a friend's birthday, but like noticing the game on in the corner and seeing, you know, we like that we were actually winning and we were actually up and I'm like cheering for them. I'm like, I didn't get this opportunity when I was there at school, you know, I still cheered for the team, but they weren't as good. It just was what it was. And so now seeing how great they are and actually getting the recognition, I would say, I won't say great because, you know, they still had their struggles to start the season. But the recognition that they're getting, those Pac-12 of the week honors and stuff like that, they matter even if they're just little wins for other teams. You know, like I think Washington State is a team that really appreciates seeing that growth, you know? For sure. And, you know, if we're being honest, they are doing pretty great right now in the Pac-12. They're 3-1. and one. Uh, They're right up there at the top of the standings. Stop (laughs) it. Stop it. But look, like we thought that Oregon State was going to roll over them, and they stood up to Oregon State, knocked them off the top. You know, and they did it through a lot of good stuff on the defensive side of the football. You know, just – Gave Jaden Delora his flowers for what he's been doing on the offensive side yeah. of the ball. He's he's protecting it. He's making good decisions. He's made huge strides. You know, it, it's interesting. If he doesn't have his incident in the offseason regarding the DUI, maybe, just maybe, this Washington State football team is even uh, rolling even faster down that hill. They don't have to deal with the, the losses to USC and Utah. Um, but that being said, this is still a really good football team right now. Um, and they're going into a matchup against a BYU team that is reeling. And I think that's the two uh, ends of the spectrum right now. These are both uh, teams that I think, I don't know if you want to say desperate for wins, but both of them are going to be searching and seeking and working to go get a big win on Saturday to try and get past whatever's going on in in their past. Yeah, um, it's definitely clear right now BYU is searching for the that win. They fell out of the AP rankings. Um, they have now taken two losses back to back to Baylor and Boise State. Um, Washington State has different you know reasons to be stressed and pushing, and that is one dealing with this issue with their head coach, and then two to maintain that you know presence that they've created now in the North and actually kind of fighting for the. Uh, I don't know if I can say they're fighting for that title, but they are kind of fighting for a chance at that title, right? That Pac-12 North title. It's kind of up for grabs in a sense that Oregon has lost already one game. They can be taken down. It's been proven. They were taken down by a Stanford team that Washington State just took down this past weekend. So it is kind of all over the place. Um, The North is. The South has its own little crumbles of stress and struggle. Um, So, yeah, this game is important. For Washington State to win on so many levels, but it's also important for BYU to win on so many levels. Um, so I think this is going to be a matchup where it's, it, it might come down to the end of the fourth quarter. I don't think it's going to be a complete blowout for any team. And if I'm going to give any advantage to anybody, it's going to be the Cougars, the Washington State Cougars. Sorry, I forget that BYU is Cougars too. Um, because they are, they get to play another home game. And right now they've been playing at home phenomenally, like mm-hmm. phenomenally. It's a non-conference game for them, too. That's a great thing is that you kind of get a chance to 
catch your breath and go out and compete. And you don't have to worry about this one impacting them in the standings. But for the most part, they kind of hold their destiny in their own hands. You know, it, 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 you've got to win over Oregon State. Oregon State's still got some teams on their schedule. Both the Oregon schools have to play play Utah. And right now, you know, I, I'm trying not to hype up my squad too much, but they're the only undefeated team in the Pac-12. They're uh. playing good football. Cameron Rising, Pac-12 Player of the Week, two weeks in a row now. Uh, all this stuff that I'm saying, all this stuff that I'm saying just makes me think even more and more like, okay, like let's take a deep breath and make sure we get past Oregon state. But regardless, this is, this is about how, uh, Washington state has everything in front of them still. Uh, they need to re-engage against BYU. You know, I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of good storylines in this one. You know, you've got a BYU offense that, that's kind of searching for an identity again. Uh, you know, they've got a great playmaker in Jaron Hall, uh, a really stellar running back in Tyler Algier. This is a Washington State defense that we've seen improve, and that Washington State secondary could really cause some issues, I think, if BYU is unable to establish themselves in the run game. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if, you know, we'll see how Washington State holds up against another physical offensive line. Uh, so far, so good for the Cougs, though. Yeah, the maroon kooks, not the blue kooks. Okay, it's crimson. Okay, crimson. I'm gonna Sorry. need you to know that. Okay, the, if you didn't know, that. the flag that gets flat waved on game day, on college game day every every Saturday, mm-hmm. is old crimson. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you ever forget, it's crimson and gray. There you go. So you know, for your future, you need to. Just know. out here educating us, uh, uh, you know. Yes. Unknowledgeables. Yes. Oh, I might have to. I gotta get a picture with my Letterman jacket on. Actually, I gotta say that for Apple Cup Week. Apple Cup Week, I'm wearing the Letterman jacket on air all week. I don't care. We are going hard for the Cougars, okay? Um, but coming up next, we'll talk about another team who was who will be facing a rivalry that is probably more interesting to talk about right now than the Apple Cup because we are way far from the Apple Cup. We are not far from USC versus Notre Dame, okay? Before we get into that, though, if you're looking for a new snack option, Bill Bar is the one for you, okay? It is like a candy bar, but it's healthy. Can't get no better than that, okay? Who wants chocolate? But healthy for you, chocolate. I do. Okay, so if you haven't tried Bill Bar already, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You literally have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A built bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different, okay? It's more of an experience one that you'll enjoy. I know Brian does because we always talk about them. Um, in fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. I told you. Built bars are low carb, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. So many flavors, and that's probably one of the best parts. You have different varieties to choose from, from coconut to cherry to double chocolate, mint brownie, the list goes on. Another great thing about Bill Bar is there are so many mouthwatering flavors, like I mentioned, but then on top of it, the health benefits. So this month, Bill Bar is coming out with new limited flavors. I actually don't know if that's true. They always do that every other month or so, and I can never keep up with exactly when they do it. But just how about you go to BillBar.com and check it out for yourself. Uh, you can use a promo code for your first order to get 15% off, and that is LOCKED15. 
LOCKED15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. You can head there, check out all the flavors available for you this month, and yeah, just splurge. Try it out. Perfect time to try something new. Now for my football fanatics, uh, we're back and better than ever. You know, we've been enjoying football. If you're into betting, then betonline.ag is for you, okay? BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Basketball is right around the corner. We are here now. So head to um, our new updated desk, their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, you know, we're in the we're getting close to the World Series. Go Dodgers, okay? NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Yeah, Brian, don't look at me crazy. I said go Dodgers and what? And what? Between that, the WNBA uh, hoodie the other day, like we're just getting the Cindy representation tour. I'm all in, okay? I'm all here for the sports, but I'm definitely all in for women in sports. I'm always going to help advocate for that. So, yes, shout out to the Chicago Sky because I definitely forgot to say that yesterday. I mean, the yeah, yesterday when we were recording. Um, super, super cool to see Candace Parker go back home, get that win. Great things, you know. Uh, don't want to go deep into that because I don't even think any Pac-12 players were on that team. Might be. Let me not say that for sure. But either way, um, USC versus Notre Dame. That is happening this weekend. And I know the tradition behind it. It's a huge deal for this. You know, this rivalry is a huge deal. It's been going on for forever. Crazy thing is, right now, USC is not playing their best football by any means necessary and they will actually be heading to Indianapolis to play or Indiana sorry not Indianapolis Indiana to play Notre Dame there and so I'm a little worried I'm not gonna lie to you I'm a little worried for one it's definitely going to be a weather switch for USC uh while California is getting a little cooler it's not Midwest cool okay and I can already tell that I've actually lived in Indianapolis before. And so I'm aware of how Indiana is around this time. It start the temperature drops crazy. So it will be a little different for the uh, Trojans. But again, this rivalry is something that's been going on. And I think that that will be uh, more than enough of incentive for USC to like figure it out. What would you say are your major concerns about the Trojans going into this matchup? Oh, I think there's a lot. Um, just from the last game that we saw him play, USC didn't really look like a super inspired football team. And so you're hoping that during the bye week, they kind of found re rediscovered their why. Um, you know, I think the other thing, too, is, is that this is a team that needs some contributors to step up. We've seen some good play, but nothing inspiring from Keaton Slovis. Uh, Drake London has really been the only guy who's really been a star out there on the field. He's everything. He's everything. Like... It's bringing the spark that they need, but it's not enough to bring the spark for the whole team, if that makes sense. Exactly. You know, he's putting up monster numbers and doing a lot of good things out there. But 
you know, there are things like, you know, we haven't seen a lot of Avai um, Malapai, for mm-hmm. example. You know, mm-hmm. somebody who I think has been a spark plug and, and, and probably should see more carries as the as the year goes on. You know, Drake Jackson uh, left the game against Utah walking in a walking boot. Uh, we don't really know fully if he's going to be back and ready to play. But they had a bye week, so hopefully some of those defenders get a little bit more uh, uh, rest and recovery in them. But the big thing is that this is now a USC team that really doesn't get a lot of respect uh, like it used to. They're a six and a half point underdog, um, which if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, it's one of the first times that they've been that big of an underdog in the uh, uh, in the season. In fact, that's a that's the first game of the season that they haven't been the betting favorite. So, you know, there's a lot of things going around this program. Made a coaching move. Uh, I don't know. Like, what's your vibe on this thing right now? I I truly believe that when it comes to rivalry games, that's when you're going to get the best from USC. Um, They are a team that is fueled off of competition. And despite all the things working against them right now, the coach is changing. Um, What else? just up and down play that they've been experiencing the injuries that they've been experiencing. I do think this is the type of game that you see everyone that needs to step up, step up and everyone that you expect to play how they, you want to see them play really show up. Mm -hmm. So I believe that this is going to be a competitive game. I don't think that it's going to be any slouch for the Trojans. It might be one of the best games we've seen from them this weekend. Uh, And I do think that Notre Dame feels the same way. Head coach Brian Kelly was speaking on the game in the matchup this weekend. I mean, this sorry, just Monday. And he's sticking to it that, like, you know, despite everything going on with USC, we still fully anticipate, you know, preparing for a team that – comes to this rivalry game ready to play. Not to mention that they didn't get to play this game last season. And this is a big rivalry that both teams look forward to each year. So I think it's going to be a tough one for USC to pull out, but I don't think it's going to be one that they just lay over and give away. Yeah, so we've been dabbling a little bit with the ESPN FBI. They have Notre Dame favored by 77 percentage points, meaning a 77% favorite to win the game. So not overwhelming, um, but I do think that there's some – coming off a bye week, getting a little stability, getting some health under their belts, I think there's a a good opportunity for USC to go go and and get a win on the road. you know, this is this is not a Notre Dame team that's been dominant this year. They've struggled mm-hmm. with quarterback play. And I think if you can get a healthy Drake Jackson back, that could be huge for USC. Yep. Um, you know, th- there's a lot of reasons to to think that this – I agree with you. The more that we think through this, the more we talk about it. I do think that this one's very close. Um, you know, there are some studs, uh, skill players on the Notre Dame side of the football, but s- – it's USC. They've got the same yeah. ones, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, a good matchup for the weekend to look forward to. Um, I'm going to try to tune in. Not going to lie to you all. I will be on vacation celebrating my birthday, so um, I might have to just keep peeping through the twitters, you know, and follow along through Twitter. Uh, Brian will be filling in for me on Monday of next week 
along with Jake probably. And so that'll be a good show for you guys. But yes, I will be on vacation enjoying my time. So um, can't really say. Is it a big I'll... birthday? It's just like. You Ooh, know, we're just not going to tell the world all of that <laughs> business, okay? It's a birthday that I'm getting one more year older, people. That's all that matters, okay? My sweet birthday... 21 or Sweet right, Cindy. Right, <laughs> I will be. Uh, my birthday is actually not till Tuesday, October 26th. So I'm celebrating early. But yes, that will be the thing. But other than that, thank you so much for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. We really appreciate you listening to Locked On Pack 12 podcast. It is free and available on all platforms, as is Locked On Utes podcast, where you can keep up with everything going on with the Utah Utes. Brian Brown and Jake Hatch are the hosts there, and they... Oh, Jake is actually the host of Locked on BYU, huh? I probably should have him on sometime this week. Uh, or next week, either one. Oh, yeah, we can talk. Oh, yeah, we can talk recap with Jake. Yeah, we may have to do that. We Or maybe that I'll, I'll leave that to you guys to do on that Monday. Um, either way, uh, you can follow along on Twitter at LO underscore Pac-12 and at uh, Locked on Youth. It's, I always get confused with Locked on. Sun Devils, Locked on Youth. There's so many to keep up with. But it's either way. Like there's 12 teams in this conference. There you go. Uh, and then you can follow us at Brown Bear SLC and then me at underscore Cindy Robinson. I think I said that funny. Uh, so you can follow Brian at Brown Bear SLC and Cindy at underscore Cindy Robinson. Other than that, thank you so much for listening and make sure you stay locked on Pac 12 on the Locked On Network.